What is up, Steeler Nation? I'm JY. I'm here with my man, Mike. How are you today? Good. I'm, I'm one year older, I guess, if you will, but really one day older. Uh, feeling a little birthday hungover, if you if you will, but not off of alcohol, off of hibachi, fried rice. Man, shout out that being the greatest birthday celebration of all time when you get to this age. Who needs yeah. you know, a drink or two? It's all about just having uh, some chicken and broccoli. Yeah, it's awesome. I, I I knew the day would come when you turned 21, so I'm I'm really excited for <laughs> for what life has to offer you uh, on this journey. But uh, the Steelers, it's been a rocky road, and we're kind of going to jump into things, some trades. Uh, we're going to break everything down. Another sick production. Steelers crazy. This is this is the I guess this is the Hump Day edition. So uh, Sammy, go ahead and roll that thing, and it's still here. We go. Turn up your volume, because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast, Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith shields, Flacco Polamalu takes it home, Super Bowl 43, Pittsburgh might be bound for that next to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, sports entertainment like no other, it's gonna be sick. Never gets old. Thanks again to our guy, Sammy. Another sick production. The Steelers have been on. I don't know what they have been on, but I guess you can say they've been sick um, as a whole. Um, A trade yesterday, the clay pulled to the Bears. Kind of just wanted to get your take on that. Uh, Personally, I I thought that they could have got a little bit more. Uh, I think he is. He's going to I think he could be like what Juju is in Kansas City right now. Um, But just kind of wanted to get your take on it. Canada's very own Chase Claypool, but not Matt Canada's very own anymore. He's a property of the Chicago Bears. I'm not surprised, for one, given the fact that there were murmurs coming from the Steelers' locker room that Claypool was unhappy and disgruntled, mostly because George Pickens was selected, right? And he had kind of now become the shiny new toy in Pittsburgh's offense. And Ironically enough, Chase Claypool made the pick, announced the pick of George Pickens. Yeah, I was seeing that. I seen that on Twitter. I was like, wow, the irony in that. At the draft. And now it seems like everything has kind of come full circle around that. Pickens is elevated. Claypool is gone. This is kind of just what the Steelers do with receivers. They recycle, right? They're they're very diligent and smart. They know when to kind of get rid of them at the right time and they have no problem bringing in guys to take over and follow in their footsteps. So I'm confident in the fact that they'll do that really am Pickens is going to step up. He catches everything uh, in sight, but at the same time, I'm a little bummed out that as the most important factor for the rest of this season is to have Kenny Pickett progress and to grow his confidence, right? And trading one of the most physically gifted receivers in all of football, no matter how unproductive he's been throughout the last year and a half, won't help his progression, right? It, do, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter what pick you have in next year's draft right now. Um, so I'm, in, I'm a bit on both sides of the fence. Ultimately, it's understandable that they got a return they couldn't turn down. This is going to be an extension of a first-round pick. The Bears are not very good, even with Chase Claypool. They're going to be picking in the top 
10 to 15 of next year's draft, which means the Steelers will have a pick probably right around that 40 range in the second round. Who knows, JY? Maybe they can get Jordan Addison and just like that pair another receiver with Kenny Pickett and grow and develop another stud. What's so crazy about that? I was just talking to uh, to the guys. Um, it's you literally are already talking about the NFL draft, and it's we're still <laughs> in season. People are already looking forward to who can the Steelers get, who can who can bring that spark. Um, it's November, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's that, that's the beauty of the NFL. There's so much storyline, even when there's not football, and uh, there's there's nothing better. That's why we got to dedicate Sundays to family and football. Yes, sir. Um, yes, sir. So Steelers trade for corner William Jackson the third from the Commanders. What tell me a little bit because I, I really don't know too much about him. I just from what I read that he came uh, that the, the Steelers had interest in him yeah. earlier in his career. Um, obviously, you know it's a I think it's a little risk, big reward type of type of uh, accusation. Yeah, you're exactly right. The Steelers had big time interest in him in the draft when they took Artie Burns about a decade ago. Uh, The Bengals uh, snagged William Jackson III in front of them. They were going to take William Jackson. Um, I think everybody was penciling that one in. It almost felt like Najee Harris last year or Jarvis Jones the year they took him. Uh, He was going to be their pick, and then it felt like they panicked and took Artie Burns. Uh, And We all know how that freaking turned out. Oh, my gosh, what a disaster. Uh, so yeah. William Jackson III now comes in a decade later, <laughs> a little bit of a different player, had some time coming. now had a cup of coffee with the commanders where he wasn't great. Uh, he does kind of, kind of a hefty contract, um, but the commander is going to be eating a lot of that guaranteed money. So you, you hit the nail on the head, man. Low risk, high reward. Every time we're doing those mock drafts or somebody sends me a mock draft, there's a corner in it that's very high. So obviously, go with the NFL draft, you always. can't even wait till April. Dude, somebody's always got Joey Porter Jr., Penn State defensive back, going to the Steelers in their mock draft. So everybody's aware that this team needs pieces in the secondary if they're going to want to compete. Who knows? If William Jackson becomes Akella Weatherspoon, maybe a win right there, right? You have some depth moving forward, another solid player in the back end, even though everybody is is pissed at Akella right now for his performance uh, this season, especially last game against the Eagles. And if William Jackson comes in and sucks like he has – most of the year with the commanders, whatever. You traded a conditional, I think, six-round pick, moved back just a tiny bit in the draft, um, and and got a seventh in return. Mm-hmm. So they get the guy they wanted. They just get him now with uh, gray hair all over his face and, and head, just like, like me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's – We'll see how it pans out. I just think this is uncharted territory because as Steeler fans, we've been spoiled for so long. And like, it's kind of like for me personally watching this season is that I kind of like like it because I was all I I, I like the, the I'm just watching football just to watch it. I have no high expectations, you know, for the rest of the season rather than seeing Kenny and uh, seeing how, you know, the younger players progress, the wide receivers and stuff like that. Um, so I'm just, I'm just really enjoying it. Like, you know, we, we seen Super Bowls. It's no one, I don't think Tomlin's ever going to say it's a rebuild, but I mean, it's not a rebuild. It's a, whatever you want to call it, a reload, but it's going to yeah, take some time. Re- recalibrate. Yeah. I yeah. guess it's the way to put it, but it's kind of a rebuild. <laughs> yeah. And Omar Khan, you know, this is his, this is his new role. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, they're, 
that he's still working with all of them to to see what they can do coming up in the draft and what you know this is all you know he's been in the organization but you know this is life without Kevin Colbert which I'm sure he's still involved at some capacity but you know that this is this is this is unlike the Steelers just to trade Chase Claypool let's just say that so it's, I, I think that this is a little Omar Omar magic little Omar magic yeah I mean when do the Steelers make a trade like this in season uh to trade away a piece that can help you win answer is really we've never seen it in our lifetime because they've had yeah. winning seasons of the past 18 20 years right obviously yeah. so they were only acquiring talent to help the team make a Fitzpatrick and so on and so forth so you, you're right it just feels really weird yeah so we'll just talk about speaking of the Steelers season the loss to the Eagles the battle of the Keystone State if that's what you want to call it it was more of I I don't know. Um, they just they just look the same old Matt Canada uh, offense. Kind of leading into that, you know, do, do you think that he's on the hot seat? Because every time that they interview him, he's kind of just like and and I get that you know they're professional and he has to do what he has to do regardless. But um, I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy too. But I mean, when I look back, I I don't really see like any his where he coached like and like it's kind of like this guy just like showed up. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great guys around sports or wherever, professionals in the workplace that lose their job, right? So I thought it was a lazy hire when he was hired a few years back to be the offensive coordinator because he just didn't have the resume. He was Pitt's offensive coordinator, cool, for a couple years when when they were good. I'll give him that. But then he went to NC State uh, to be a coach where he didn't fare all that well anyways. So I felt like this was a lazy hire. It was kind of like, yeah, this guy's been in our building before. He knows his way around Pittsburgh. He knows 28 traffic. Uh, you know. Didn't he draft uh, – is there a connection with Mike Tomlin? I believe that he drafted yeah. when he was a coach at Maryland, his, his son. He Dina. was recruiting his son. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it was. So, so they did have a connection. So there was a little bit of a personal bond yeah. there. But I think that played a factor more so than, hey, let's find the most qualified candidate or let's yeah. find – the offensive coordinator, right, who is able to implement a new system and turn this thing around. Ben Roethlisberger didn't like him. That was obvious. He, you know, there were a lot of remarks made last year where <laughs> from Ben and his teammates about, about how basically Ben would just draw every play up in the in the dirt before they would go out there um, and, and play offense. And that right there is essentially saying we didn't want to run that candidate plays. And then this year, man, we don't even have to tell you these players are not happy. The offense has been atrocious. They haven't scored more than 20 points uh, in a single game. Apparently, Matt Hanna, Canada had a quota this past week against the Eagles, or if he didn't score a certain amount of points, he'd be fired. Unless that quota was 12 points, I'm not sure why he isn't fired by now, yeah. because it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why he's still here and Chase Claypool is gone. If anything, I would have kicked Canada to the curb and, and kept Claypool if I if I had that yeah, um, decision. I I'm going to miss Claypool. I, I wish him the best. There's like, no, you know, he, I, I, he's just a specimen on the field and, you know, I think that he'll be used very well in Chicago. So we do wish him the best of luck. Um, so Kenny Pickett says that the team doesn't study enough. Um, how did you take that? I kind of, like it in a way but it's kind of like weird because he is a rookie his performance hasn't been you know it's been subpar yeah um but i feel like i kind of respect it in a sense because 
someone needs, I, I feel that, you know, like someone like Cam Hayward steps up on the defense and is like, Hey guys, let's get it together. You know, let's, let's uh, work this out and let's, you know, put our best play on the field. Yeah. I feel like there's not really an offense of player that, you know, that was doing that maybe. And, and, and maybe is a quarterback. I mean, it's the most, that's, that's the position on the field that you need. He controls everything. So, I mean, I kind of respect it in a way. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, his performance, like the Steelers performance as a whole, hasn't been good. So if some, if it takes the rookie quarterback to get in there and say, Hey, get off your asses. Let's yep. go get, let's go uh, get Hibachi and we're going to take the playbook while, while we're doing it in, uh, in team bonding. Um, that's what it's all about. I mean, it's big in college. He's a rookie. So I'm sure that, you know, football, again, football is family and nothing more than the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is family. Um, so I just think that that's, I, you know, the, the media is going to take and run with stuff and, and make stories. But at the end of the day, like, we just want to win football games. It comes down to winning football games. Yeah, I waited a while last night while I was getting my hibachi. It's like a whole three-hour experience, but you go for the experience. So I'm, you're right. If they want to get hibachi, eat your barn, <laughs> shout out Waterworks, and take the playbooks, that'll give them three extra hours to just kind of sit there yeah. and wait for their yum-yum sauce or whatever it might be. But oh, That stuff's so good. Oh, it's amazing. You can bottle that up. I, you can get it at there like Costco's or Sam's yeah. Clubs now. But it never like, tastes as good than when you're actually no, there no, no, for no. some reason. It's kind of strange. It's almost no, they like... They probably add... There's probably something it. in there that they're not telling us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the store-bought stuff, it's just... It's, yeah. Uh, it's not for the me, real this thing. For me, this was Kenny Pickett calling out his teammates. I know that I've heard some people say he used the word, we don't study enough as a group, and not they don't study enough as yeah. a group. Obviously, you can't say that as a, as a quarterback, but... Um, from all we know about the work ethic of Kenny Pickett, he is a guy who doesn't miss a beat. We talked to Tony Rassiopo, his personal coach, and said maybe the hardest working guy he's ever been around yeah. in his life. So by saying we I, we don't study film enough, he's taking a shot at his guys. There's no doubt about it. And I think you're right. I don't think it's an illegitimate shot. I don't think it's malicious. Yeah. It's like get I, off I your asses and let's get it's, to work. It's let's go, right? It's like yeah. firing this. It's like a it's like a Tom Brady run out of the tunnel fist pump. Like Tom Brady berates his linemen uh weekly now. You see him getting in their face, yelling at them. And then they talk to the linemen after the game and they're like, he's bleeping Tom Brady. Like I'm gonna yeah. listen to him. Like you're gonna criticize this guy for getting in yeah. my face the greatest player of all time, the greatest leader of all yeah. time. Sometimes as a leader, you can't always just sit back and say, oh, I know my guys will be great. We have the best players in the world. Everything's going to be perfect. It's roses, butterflies, ketchup, whatever it may be. Sometimes you need to challenge them. You need to say, listen, we just got to be better. We sucked. We have a lot of uh, too many easy mistakes, penalties. We're not studying enough film right now. Let's go. Let's get it in gear. The team should respond to that because to be honest with you, they kind of have a player's first head coach in Mike Tomlin, who's not always doing that, I feel like. And so, yeah, it's incumbent on the quarterback maybe to light a fire. Uh, and maybe Najee Harris needs to light a fire because something right now uh, on this team emotionally yeah. is just not clicking. And, and that's well, that was problem. my next that was my next question. So we'll just hop into that and then one more before we head out. Uh, should Jalen Warren start over him? I still say no. Um, and I, I think a lot of Jalen Warren's production is spiked because he is in there on plays generally where the Steelers are in third and long or, um, you know, he's not getting the first down carries. He's getting the third and long carries, the screen passes uh, when the Steelers are, you know, about to punt the ball. So I think his 
yards per carrier elevated a little bit. But man, the eye test tells you he's just as good, if not better, um, at least this season. I think Najee is really in his head. I, I think the talent is there. Um, I was talking with somebody about it the other day that if this guy just goes straight, like literally north and south, north and north and south, I think he's a perfectly capable NFL running back. I think he averages four yards per carry. That's a projection um, every time because he's such a strong dude. He has such powerful legs uh, and you see him break tackles. But what you don't see him do is juke guys out and hurdle guys. This probably worked for him at peewee football. He made everybody look like idiots. It worked for him in high school, probably. Everybody else on the field probably looked like ants. He was stepping over them. He was hurtling over them without even jumping. And in Alabama, we saw what he was able to do as well. He could juke out six defenders at once and then jump over a freaking referee on his way to scoring a touchdown. It doesn't work in the NFL. He thinks he's Barry Sanders right now, right? He's running around like he's work done, like some scat back out there. You need to go north and south. He needs to play more like Jerome Bettis, right? Watch Watch some bus film. Put your head down. I would rather have three four-yard carries than three, than two negative three-yard carries and a 12-yard bust, right? A 12-yard carry up the middle. At the end of the day, I just think the negative plays are what really hurts them. There's that play last game that everybody's talking about. They threw the ball out to Najee in the flat. There wasn't a defender within like five yards. Could have easily got the first down, and somehow he ended up getting no gain on the play. It's because he's dancing. He's trying to score a touchdown on every play, hit a home run like the Phillies did last night, uh, opposed to just putting his head down, grinding it out, and getting the first down yardage. And he's a captain. He was voted a captain on his team. He's a leader. His lead- leadership needs to be shown by actions now, not words. We've had a lot of words from Najee. His actions need to damn head down getting first downs, using that lower body strength, and stop trying to juke out an entire 11-man defense and score a touchdown on every single play. Yeah, I I agree. But I definitely think that Warren should definitely start getting a little bit more of the workload and see instead of – I know that it looks good in spurts, but, you know, give give them like a few series out there. Let them start, you know, the first half and see how it goes and see if it opens up the passing game. I think that personally – the only benefit of trading Chase Claypool is that it gives Deontay Johnson a chance to really prove, hey, and George Pickens, I think it's really going to elevate him and whatever Matt Candid is doing with Calvin Austin. Pat Frymouth, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zach Gentry for that. That I mean, get everyone involved. That That's what it is. It's It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, there's teams you just want to win. You have a good defense, which the Steelers do. They'll be getting T.J. Watt back after the bye week. Yeah. Um, I don't think we're going to go undefeated. I think that our problems are a lot bigger than that. But, you know, there's always that optimism where, you know, never count it out until we're out. And honestly, the AFC North is wide open. So at least if we're going to, you know, have an off year, at least make it a, at least a little bit entertaining for the fans. And I think yeah. that they're still going to be able to do that. So my thoughts for the bye week, I, I think that just just reset recharge yeah for and just sure get back to work nothing nothing really like you don't need to like go into like you know this this panic i mean because at the end of the day your, your record is what you are um just just get back to football and and take it from there but getting yeah. tj watt back is going to be huge i mean he's it's one player but when you're a generational talent it it definitely makes everyone around you better and yeah as somebody who roots for the steelers obviously 
I never like to officially count them out until they're mathematically eliminated from the yeah. playoffs, which hasn't happened just yet, even though we all know the writing is on the wall. They're hanging on by a limb, kind of like your on-air sign back there. It looks like yeah. it's, it's just like hanging on by a limb back there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I said, the writing is on the wall with this team. But listen, if you want to be that optimistic fan who's like hanging on still by every play, every game, you know, this is what this is what we have in the wintertime in Pittsburgh. We have Steelers football. Um, and, you know, people on Sundays don't want to give up that hope and optimism. No. But if you're hanging on by that limb like you're on air sign back there, just think about the fact that the Bengals and Browns are still right within reach. Um, they are – the Browns are three and five. The Bengals are four and four. So the Steelers are literally two games um, behind the, or behind the Bengals, I should say, and already beat the Bengals once. So – de facto one game there uh and the ravens aren't necessarily running away with anything they're five and three the steelers yeah. still play them twice uh, but they're really good they're gonna win that division but you never know last year you saw lamar jackson go down with an injury they really mm. struggled down the stretch you know chris wormley's gonna have four chris, sacks in each chris game is gonna be motivated uh, had three sacks against the ravens last year uh in that home win which was absolutely huge I'm not, nobody's ever rooting or hoping Lamar Jackson gets hurt, but you just never know is what I'm saying, right? If you win four of five, four of six, these next handful of games, and you kind of see yourself sitting around, I don't know, six and uh, six and nine, six and eight, maybe you're one or two games back and you still can have some hope. Uh, and if they, they have come out extra lose, playoff spot now. Extra playoff spot. If they come out and they lose their next game, it's, it's over with. So it's got to start with recuperating, taking a deep breath during the bye and getting a victory. Yeah. So any last words? I know you had a good birthday. You drank too much pop, soda, whatever. No last words. Let's talk about you. This is your first show since being a dad. That's why uh, yeah. you talk about we got another birthday coming into the world that you got to celebrate, man. And look yeah, at you. You're, you're, you look, you do look a little tired today. Oh, uh, yeah. I got about four hours of sleep last night. <laughs> um, but being a dad is, is, is the greatest thing. And also the perks of being a dad is that I watch NFL Network like consistently, uh, just everything. Yeah, I, I, it's it's great because I just feed, you know, change diapers and. Where's Adam Rank? Where's he at? I always see him behind me on there somewhere. Yeah, we we need to Shout talk. Out to uh, sick we, podcast, Adam. Ryan, yeah, follow them. Not, you're welcome for Chase Claypool, Adam. <laughs> yeah, good point. We should have him at some point again. Yeah, follow so, us. This is another sick production, the Six Steeler Podcast. I'm JY. This is Mike. We're here every week breaking it down. You know, it's black and gold till I'm dead and cold. Sammy, roll that thing and we'll see you soon. Go Steelers. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play and Apple podcasts.